What's up, friends? Welcome to another episode of Forfeit, episode 33, and uh, the second quarantine episode of, I don't know how many quarantine episodes we're going to have. Uh, I'm uh, I'm Matt, with me as always is the Wild Bill, yeah. the J-Lo, Cubbards. and we've got the Big John Stud, hey. coming at you via Skype, in the worldwide interwebs, which you're probably getting crushed right now. I heard that Italy... Um, is like draining the Netflix bandwidth. They said that Netflix plans to drop the image quality over there about 25%. So the, the buffering is uh, contained. Oof. And video game play is up 75%. So. Yeah, GameStop, when I was by one today, there was a good line of people and people were kind of like walking in as I was like getting back to my truck. It was So I think people are loaded up, preparing. So, yeah. Shout every, out to Italy. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully they've seen the worst on their end, and things yeah. start to. Yeah. Things start to dive off for them. But um, how's everyone holding up? We're all working from home except for Bill. Bill's still driving That's around true. aimlessly. Rubbing elbows, shaking. Rubbing elbows. Kissing babies. <laughs> Trying to make this world spin still, but you know, it's, we're all doing our part. We all can't be designers. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's true. Well, with the threat of the lockdown coming, the impending lockdown, I, uh, my wife and I went out and got some last, last minute, uh, just uh, some last minute groceries, just to kind of round off the shelves in case we are, you know, kind of stuck for for a week or so until they figure out what's going on. And it was just kind of, it was just weird out there, man. It's just like, it was six o'clock at night and it felt like we were were driving home from a bar at like one in the morning. And there's just only, you're passing like two, three cars every mile. It was just really eerie and weird. I didn't like the feeling at all. Just like the zombie apocalypse movies in, you know, in real life, essentially. (laughs) But yeah, I have a feeling that this is just going to get worse before it gets better. And well, yeah, I mean, people need just to stay inside and hunker down and have a Skype call with their three best buds and yeah, uh, try not to eat your cabinets out for the next two weeks. Yeah, try to pace yourself with the food and the booze and the gambling and the gambling. But the one thing we do have, folks, is the worldwide interwebs um and twitter which has been the uh kind of like the backbone for us following uh this uh kind of wild free agency that's taken place in the in the midst of this corona pandemic the nfl has got its own pandemic going on with deals and you know el- rubbing elbows for big money contracts all over the place um and one of the one one of the things that is kind of like, you know, the the, the biggest of all uh, free agent uh, stories right now is Tom Brady landing in uh, Tampa Bay, right? TB twelve. Yeah, they're uh, he's moving on. I guess you know he's he's decided that uh, you know it was a one hell of a run in New England, and and uh, but he's ready to continue his journey, his football journey elsewhere, and and uh, take it to down to Tampa Bay and. Um, you know, the deal's still being, you know, tinkered with and, and, um, 
and refined and finalized. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, TB12's decision? I mean, I, th- I think it's a, g- a good good place for him. I mean, between the Chargers and Tampa Bay and the Raiders and whoever else was in the mix, I think he picked one of the better spots with, you know, pretty nice receiving core, pretty decent tight end. Uh, I think the coach there, Bruce Arians, is a hell of a coach. He's done a lot of great things with Ben Roethlisberger and uh, Andrew Luck for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's definitely got the pedigree for coaching up the quarterbacks. Not that Tom Brady needs that, but you know, I, I think it was a good good move by him and good for him getting a bag. And you know, he deserves it. He's the goat. Well, there's a lot of talks now being raised on, you know, was this the right move for New England? Um, who is more responsible for their six rings um, and their dynasty? Is it Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? So, you know, the question now stands is, was it the right move for New England to let Brady walk? Um, I, you know, I mean, that that base, that's basically, you know, an agree to disagree type of conversation so far. I mean, it's basically how, however you see it, you know. I mean, a lot of people see Brady as, you know, the guy who, you know, was out there on the field making the plays you know, coaching up his players in his own way, um, being a true leader. Um, but then there's also guys out there who believe that, you know, because of Belichick, you know, drafting all these guys and putting these guys in the right position with Tom Brady, that, you know, if it wasn't going to, if it wasn't Tom Brady, it would have been someone else. And a lot of people now think that, you know, um, he's going to be able to do the same thing without Tom Brady. So, um, I'm interested to hear what you guys, you know, what your guys' take on it is. You know, are you Camp Brady or are you Camp Belichick? And, and I mean, you know, can Belichick do it? Still, still, you know, uh, raise the banners in, uh, in New England without Brady? No, I think the Patriots are washed. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have wide receivers. They've got a running back that his legs are questionable and another running back that they use more often for some godforsaken reason. That team's done. They're, they're, they're done. Um, I, I don't, I don't, to, to Matt's original question, I think I would choose Belichick over Brady in that, for that thought, because I think Belichick has created a, I don't know if you call it a culture, but it's the Patriot way. And I think that's that you, you hear so many other player, ex players, current players talk about it and everyone sort of buys in and that's what makes them so special. I don't know if Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers is going to bring in the Patriot way or create his own Buccaneer way and change their organization. He's a great quarterback, probably the greatest ever to play. Um, but I think it takes two to tango and it's like Phil Jackson and Michael and Phil and Kobe, you know, two of the greats. So I, I just, I just think I would take Bill. I think Bill gets, I think Bill, you, you saw what he did with guys like Garoppolo. You even see guys like Brissett, uh, Matt Castle. Um, he's coached up, you know, lower, lower tiered quarterbacks. Um, I think he could do it again. I think he's, he's going to do it again. I don't know if he's going to win another Super Bowl, 
but I, I, he's going to have a serviceable team. And plus, that that division isn't the greatest anyway. No, that division's terrible. So I mean, he could still you know go out there and, and find somebody, even if he. You know, I, I hear things about Dalton. I don't know about him. I don't think Jameis is going to be there. You know, I don't know. Be interested to see though, or he sticks with the young kid and stid stid him. Bill, it is absolutely one hundred and ten percent TB twelve team. He is the main reason Bill Belichick had. Oh, <laughs> Brady. He was the he was the one that put the work in. Never let any of the other players not have accountability because he worked as hard as anybody else. And when Tom Brady walks into the room, you have to respect him. He just carries it. He's just that kind of guy that's a fierce competitor. I'm not saying he's going to walk into Tampa and they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, but I think if they stay healthy, they have the pieces. Hey, listen, I mean. It's, it, I mean, with the 49ers, they were what, four and 12? And then they went super. There's no reason to think that Tampa Bay, you know, if they hit on their draft picks, they got some good young players. They got a pass rush. Their O line, I don't know much about. They say it's young and improving, but they're, they're a running back or two, like a running back away if they get somebody decent. Like Tom Brady is going to put this team in positions to win. And, I think they're in a winnable division. I think the Saints aren't as fierce as people think they are. Um, I think the Panthers will see, you know, first-year coach. And the Falcons, whatever. So, I mean, I think Brady's in a spot to where I, I would disagree. I don't – I mean, I, I think Belichick is going to do fine. I think he's a 9-10, and 9-10 or 10 win coach now, no matter who he has as quarterback. I think it's Josh – I think it's the Bills division to take. Personally, I think they're ready to take that step. Um, and, and yeah, I do, I do. I mean, I mean, look, look. I mean, look at their roster. They have, they almost beat the Patriots twice last year. They didn't. Almost doesn't mount to shit. But that was Tom Brady. And if I don't know, I, I think the Bills, I you know, have a chance to, you know, to win the division this year. I, I, I think the Bills absolutely win the division. But like, I look at this Patriot roster right now. This is a five-win team. Yeah, I mean, they don't have any real real weapons, and I think that was Tom's point. Like, I think that was maybe, maybe obviously we don't know what they said. Maybe one day he'll admit it, but maybe Bill's like, hey, listen, I'm not going to go buy fancy receivers and do this and do that. We're going to do the Patriot way and grind it out. And Tom's like, listen, I need help. <laughs> like, And now he's got Evans and Godwin and O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray. And, you know, it's that's true. Those guys stay healthy. I mean, look, look what he had. He had... They said, I think, in his career, he's had one time having a receiver over 6'2 as a starting, and now with Randy Moss, and he threw 50 touchdowns. You the, give him Mike Evans, he's just going to throw it up. Just throw the, it up to him. The one thing that, that the Bucks definitely need is a uh, is a bell cow running back. No, they yeah. do. Like, and that's why I, I think they should sign a Todd Gurley or Melvin Gordon and maybe draft somebody. And uh, Good luck with that salary cap. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure where they're at with the cap, Tampa. But now they're saying you're seeing that like a bunch of veterans are calling them to, like to want to come play for them because they want to chase a ring. I'm telling you, this, this, this league, it's like I feel like like this league at any year anybody can really go to Super Bowl now. Like basically, I mean the Chiefs are gonna I think the team to beat if Mahomes obviously stays healthy. I mean that team. I mean he's just that good. I mean he's 
like like Jesse likes to say, he's a video game. You know, he's just a video game. I mean, so like you better chat, you know, chuck on your strap it on when you play Mahomes. But other than that, I don't think there's any team that's like not beatable on any given Sunday. And I mean, the Chiefs are beatable too, but you know, Mahomes is just. I mean, he's in a class of his own now, I think. Personally. So speaking of the Patriot way, like you said, mentioned Jesse, how like, you know, and John, um, <clears throat> you, um, you don't see the Patriots possibly going for, say, a Cam Newton. No. And bringing someone big time in um, to kind of help coach the, to coach the, the younger guys up. You see them kind of just like, building and coaching through their system and, you know, this, at, this, with the quote-unquote Patriot way. Don't be surprised. Oh, God, Jesse, sorry. I mean, this is a team that overachieved for a long time, and they're just going to have to – they're going to have to just deal with being terrible for a couple of years. Like, we, we like to say, like, the Eagles wide receivers aren't good. I'm looking at, like, their, their guys and – I mean Edelman's good, but I mean he's a he's a glorified slot receiver at this point. No, he, I mean he, he's out of position. I mean, but and that's the thing. It's like I think Sanu I, mean, I could beat in a foot race. Sanu's a good like I I'd be okay having him as our slot receiver. He's because he's a good slot, but I know what you mean. He doesn't have any like he's not working with much, and that and I'll keep this quick. I think that's the reality with Tom Brady, and I mean I think most fans don't like take him for granted. Granted. He makes every throw so consistent. Like, that's the thing that like, separates him from the Carsons and other guys that could be great. Like, he hasn't missed the routine throw you're supposed to make, those, like, seven-yard slants and those 12-yard outs. Like, he makes it look like he's automatic. He's just automatic. And I think – I know Belichick's a good coach, and he schemes well, and, he, you know, he's good on defense to take away your best threat on offense, which is not underrated. I mean, he shut down Le'Veon Bell back-to-back years. And the Steelers and them, but you know, butted heads um, when they both were elite teams. But Tom Brady just bails you out of so many fucking jams, dude. He just he just moves that ball, and he's he's thirty points a game. Like, and I know it's an offense, but it's just I think I think Tom I think Tom's gonna have success. I, I more success than Bill. I do. But currently, I mean, with how teams teams are constructed. I. I I would wholeheartedly disagree because I think Tom Brady's got two more years and he's done. No, it doesn't matter, though. I'm saying these next two years, Tom Brady will be more productive than better records than the Patriots these two years. What's Tampa Bay's defense look like? Now, they they have some players. They have a good linebacker. They've got a good line. they got Pierre Paul. I believe the stats. What's that? I believe the stats that I read were their defense was ranked probably 30, 31 two years ago. Last year they were like fifth. Yeah, they, they have young guys. They they drafted a young linebacker last year. I think Alexander or somebody. That's not his name. But they have like a stud outside linebacker. They got a good path. Shaq Barrett, I think they have uh, Pierre Paul. Like they're one of they those got young Sue too. What's that? They got Sue and they just um, um they just brought back our boy Bo Allen. I think I think Sue isn't Sue afraid. No, no, Bo went to the Patriots. Yeah, Bo went to the Patriots. But point is, I think like. The Bucks aren't going to shut you down and hold you to 20, like 10 a game, but like the other kind of defense that can make the stop when you need them to. And that's all Brady needs is like, just don't be a, a bottom tier defense. And he's going to give you 25, 30 a game points. And I think that's what, like, because I, you know, I think that's the story we can get behind too is the Bruce Arian aspects. Because he, like you said earlier, John, he's a great coach, 
And unfortunately, you know, Andy knows all too well, until you put that ring on your finger, you're not really in that elite category. And, you know, people are saying, well, Brady mesh into Arian style of offense. Well, I think it's going to be more Arians meshing to what Brady does well. You know what I mean? Like the quick drops, get the ball out of his hands quickly so he doesn't have to get hit, you know, um, and just kind of just, I don't know, just, you know, utilize the running game as you need to. But, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a fun a fun team to watch if they stay healthy. You know, obviously every team's that big if, but I uh, I think these two years, Brady will have a better run. The, the next, Belichick might last longer. I agree, John. But uh, I, I guess, uh, was that California thing? I guess you could uh, – yeah, what did you just say? California was what? Down completely. California was just locked down. Uh. It sounds about right. That's what we're going to be I, getting next day I, or so. I, yeah. I just don't think that, you know, you look at Tom Brady, two, okay, in two years, what are you going to measure? Him going to the playoffs or winning a Super Bowl? So, like, him leaving the – if he would have stayed with the Patriots for two more years, does he have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl there or no. does he have a better one with Tampa Bay? I don't, think, I don't think he can get through Baltimore and or Kansas City. I think if in the NFC, I think he can get through anybody. I think but, the NFC is that open. I, I mean, that division is pr- – I mean, the Saints are going to be good. Yeah, they're good, but look what happened in the playoffs. They, they lost to home to the Vikings. They choked yeah. once again. They haven't – they've had one good year, like, you know, you know what I mean? Eagles but, were one – potentially one drop half by somebody I won't name his name away from potentially beating them on but, at home. You know what I mean, John? Like, they're I, good. I, yeah. But they're hot to try to 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 get to another Super Bowl, knowing that Drew Brees is on his last leg too. No, yeah. you know that's just going to be fun. We, we get twice a year. We get Brady Brees now twice a year. That's going to be and, awesome. And you get um the the Falcons too. Yeah. No. Right. I I mean you know yeah I you, you know they got Hayden Hurst, which is a, a, a very under the radar trade. He's a great great tight end. How about uh, Teddy Bridgewater staying in the division, knowing all those opponents? That's huge. I mean, it, you know, the Matt Rule thing to me is a question mark. I mean, McCaffrey's a stud. I mean, he's an absolute stud. So, I mean, that's – he's a video game for a running back. But, but like – I think the Bridgewater experiment's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, I think he'll be all right. But I think Bridgewater looked well because he's in a Sean Payton offense with Mike Thomas and Evan Kamara. And that helps you look a lot better. Not that he, he's, not, he's not a good quarterback, but again, I think these are. If you go, th- if you go through the Bucks record from last year, I mean, Jameis Winston threw thirty friggin' interceptions and he's had like forty turnovers, dude. Forty friggin' turnovers. Yeah, he's and terrible. Had ten dropped interceptions. He also did basic surgery. <laughs> so it's just like it, it's it's one of those things where even if Brady's just like. Again, I mean, I don't think he's Brady from 10 years ago, but I think he could easily throw for 4,000 yards and, like, 35, 40 touchdowns. They're going to have to keep it within 20-yard spurts. That's the old thing, you know. He just doesn't have that – he just well, doesn't he have that big arm anymore. He can't – he can't. He has the arms, uh, I would say, but he can't be mobile to create time to get – like, you know, like, that's where I was. He's never like, been mobile. Like, he, but he was, like, shifty where he could, like, slide into the pocket, but now it's, like – he can't move laterally. Like, like you, he, the pocket collapses, he's fucked. Like, yeah. he's just got to go down. <laughs> the, the other thing to think about, too, now, is with the expansion of the playoff spot, 
it's it opens up a world of you know endless possibilities here of you being able to sneak into the playoffs. No, I mean you know the you last know, year the Cowboys would have made the playoffs last year. The Cowboys would have had that spot at nine and seven. So I mean, speaking you know, of the Cowboys, speaking they, of the Cowboys, what are they doing? What are they doing down there? Why didn't they they could have signed Dak last year like we did with Carson for like thirty two, thirty three million. Give them the same money, but they wanted to wait till the season. It's like, you know, it's, uh, you know, we We're paid hanging for- him out to dry down there. Well, and, and like to Bill's point, I won't name names, but a lot of people at the time thought that Carson deal was so dumb. And <laughs> now it looks like really good business because guys that aren't as good as him are getting almost the same amount of money, almost the same amount of money that Carson's getting with more talent. And when that next that that next group of guys like in the next year or two are going to get deals, when yeah. forty million, it's going to set the bar. And 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 see, we'll see in four years what he ends up doing, and then we'll talk about it. My, uh, point, my point was, it was a good contract to make at the time, and it now is. the 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 proof is now bearing that out that it was a good contract to to have. It is. It's. It, I will say too, John. This thing to more national guys a little bit. Like they really do put Carson in the elite category. Like they they mention him right up there. And it's crazy a little bit because I mean, yeah, I know like not crazy, but like they throw him up there with the Russell Wilsons and and the Aaron Rodgers. Like, and it's just kind of like you know. I guess we have a little bit. I mean, as Eagles fans, we're frustrated because he doesn't stay healthy, but he's really good. When he's when he's right, it's just he doesn't he gotta stay right is all you know upright basically. Joel uh, he's the best in the world when he's healthy, right? No, then listen, and that's the best you know. I'm, helicopter you know, head, helicopter <laughs> head. I, and that and that's what you know. It it bothers me about you know the Brady thing because there's a guy. And it's a bad comparison, but like he's gonna make sixty million in the next two years, like. The, there's such a short window for Tampa Bay. They're going to have to go all in for the next two years. And then after that, they're right back to where they are right now. Or yeah, yeah. right now where they were on Sunday. You know what I mean? But, but that's the league, though, basically. Like, you have a two- to four-year run to win a yeah. championship. Like, the Patriot thing will never happen again, probably, in our lifetime. Maybe. You never know. But Tom Brady, in 19 plays, played there 20 years, but missed one year at the ACL. In 19 years, won 17 division titles. Dude, 17 but, and two. But also, again, look back to what I just said about the Patriots and the, their backup quarterbacks. There's Matt Castle ends up leaving, has a pretty decent is a pretty decent starter for the Chiefs. You got Garoppolo just took their team to a Super Bowl. You got Brissett, who's starting, he was starting with the Colts. They gave him a little bit of money. I mean, there's so many backup quarterbacks that that Belichick has had, what makes you think that he cannot do it again with, I don't know, Jared Stidham or, you because know, the Tua the, or the, the, the talent. Well, I mean, you got to, again. I mean, we never would have known what Tom Brady was, was, was worth if, uh, if, um, Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt. Bledsoe doesn't get hurt. I mean, Tom Brady was a nobody. He was a fifth round pick. I mean, yeah. We never would have known. And could you imagine if we never, if that never happened? I would have more faith in Bill Belichick building a team that can win 
over you just plucking a superstar going to Tampa Bay thinking, oh, man, we got a lot of pieces. Every every veteran wants to come play with him, this, that, and the other thing. I, I would still take Belichick over that. It's almost like what Pat Riley's done in his career in the NBA. Wherever that guy goes, yeah, championships, at least one or two. You know what I mean? He just yeah. finds a way to put the right guys in place. Belichick failed in the, in, at, with the Jets, and he – was like a ten and six was his best year ever in, in Cleveland. So he's not a Pat Riley in the sense that he's not a champion at multiple places. I he think was, he was the, he won championships with the Giants as he, a coach. The coordinator. He was he wasn't. It was that was Bill Parcells' team. Okay, you can't say he's not a champion for that. He was on championship teams. He but he he he, 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 he didn't build that team. That was Bill Parcells' team. Yeah, but, but Bill, but, but Bill, look at what happened to the Eagles when our our coaching staff left, and we had key coach guys on our coaching staff leave. Also, you know? would you say yeah, that, I mean, would you say that the early '90s Giants defense was was not as good as the early '90s offense? I'd say their defense is what got them through those Super Bowls. They you you can't you other than the uh, Sims or Hostetler, you can't name an offensive player. For for who the for the Giants, Giants. but you could say Lawrence Taylor, Carl Banks. Yeah, he had Hall of Fame people on his defense. You see, you see, you see a theme when he has Hall of Fame talent, he does well. well. You take away Tom Brady, let's see what he's got. You know, take away Lawrence Taylor, what has he got in Cleveland? He went to Cleveland, went to New York, failed. Went to Cleveland, failed. Went to New England, people said it was a terrible hire. The commissioner again, and and but I mean, this is to Bill's credit. When they hired him in New England, they said that the commissioner called Kraft and was like, this is a terrible move. What are you doing? And he's like, no, nah, I trust him. And, and he was right. I mean, they were good with Drew Bledsoe. It wasn't like they were crumb bumps with him. But I don't know. Tom Brady just has that goat attribute that, you know, I mean, look at Phil Jackson. He won in, with L.A. because he had Kobe and Shaq. When he went to New York, what did he do? Failed because he had no superstars. You see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they go together. Now, maybe Tom will fail, too, because he doesn't have Bill. You know, maybe he goes to Tampa, and Bruce is a great coach, but maybe not whatever. But I feel like all great coaches have great talent as well. So it's like, like we said, like, like Matt started the dull thing with uh, an agree-to-disagree segment kind of deal. Which it's is- shaped up exactly to be what, what, what I thought it was going to end up being. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a... It's it's a it's an apples oranges comparison. I mean, it really is because if you look at any great coach, they have a great player. If you look at any great player, they usually have a great coach. Yeah, the Sixers have neither on their team, but <laughs> but how, but how do you make that argument for teams like the uh, Ravens with uh, Trent Dilfer? Um, well, they uh, had an historic top defense, maybe one of the top three ever in the NFL. Where Yeah, a lot of Hall of Fame points, defensive they won the- players on that team. Okay, but don't you draft and sign those players and create that defense, or all of a sudden they just get dropped in your lap and now you're – No, Ozzie Newsome created build that team. team. Build a team. Ozzie Newsome drafted Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, uh, okay. um, like all those D-tackles. I'm trying to think. Terrell Suggs. Uh, you know, um, and their uh, coach wasn't a, sh- a schlub either. Bill, uh, yeah, no, uh, Bill Billick. Um, yeah, but, yeah. And, uh, no, he was. I mean, he but he was known as an offensive guru, and they won because of defense. You know, they do the ironic thing because he was the coordinator 
for Randall Cunningham in Minnesota when they, when Cunningham had that resurgent season. And that's how he got the Ravens coaching job. No, I mean, there's exceptions. I think to the coaching Ravens. in the NFL, there's a lot more emphasis and more power, not power, but having a, having a great coach is, is like having 10 Tom Brady's on your team. No, I, I mean, I agree in that because somebody like Andy Reid, like the good coaches, they create an atmosphere of just what, you know, it's, you know, it, it may not be able to be described or whatever in words, but they create that just, you know, whiff of winning. And it's, you know, it, it's shit or, it's either get on board or you're going to be gone. So I agree. You have to have a strong coach in football, you know, that has, you know, that has control of the locker room to be successful. But, yeah. but I also feel like, you know, look at, I, like, I think Mike Tomlin's a great coach. But you take away Ben Roethlisberger and look at that. Still, have a, still has a talented lineup, talented roster. I mean, I'm not saying that Tomlin's in the same Belichick category, but in the NFL, having a star quarterback masks everything else. And when it, when you think about it, every year the only teams that are really picked favorites are the ones that have the best quarterbacks: the Seahawks, the Patriots, the Chiefs. You know, uh, it, it, you know the the Packers with Rodgers. You know, a little bit. You know, a couple of years ago, they were always a favorite. And that's just the fact of the matter is, and, you know, having a superstar quarterback, I think Bill's going to feel it. But, you know, I think, you know, that's why I'm so excited for the season to start because I hope the Patriots go fucking 4-12. and 12. I don't care. I hope they shit the bed. I hope they're like 4-12 and 12 and Tom Brady. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm so on Team Brady with this. I'm so on Team Brady. Yeah, but why so Team Brady? Like, what did, what did Bill do that, you know, I don't know. We, we can move on. I just – I, I just don't understand the hate that everyone has for Bill Belichick. No, I don't think there's hate. I don't think there's hate at all. And I think I, I just think it's just you either are in one camp more than the other camp on on the whole thing. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people out there that uh, that you know uh, speculate that Tom Brady moved on because because of the Patriot way and that you know. Um, he feels that he's at a certain point in his career that, you know, he doesn't have to live uh, uphold to certain standards anymore. And he wants to go to some place that's a little bit more, you know, a uh, little more loose with their culture and their style. And, you know, I mean, look at him. I mean, he's 40. What is he? 42 going to about to be 43. I mean, he probably wants to go out, you know, having fun. I mean, he's 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 got more rings to, to then he knows what to do with. He, he can't put, put them on all on one hand. So, like, go out, you know, have fun, you know, and Tom do Brady it your way. Do it your way, not the Patriot way. I Tom think Brady has more Super Bowl rings than the Buccaneers have total playoff wins in their franchise history. There you go. There's a stat. <laughs> there's a hot. There's a take for you. There's a take. And. So, but no, I mean, it's a challenge. I think part of the thing too, John, and we can go, get to the uh, the real meat of the apps, which is the, the Eagles, uh, is that part of me wonders if he doesn't kind of want to challenge too. It's like, you know, kind of 20 years, kind of done with the whole, like you said, Matt said, the Patriot way. It's like, I'm kind of done with this shit. Like, I'm 42. I want to be somewhere warm. Yeah. You talk about it. Like, it'd be nice to be somewhere warm, tired of being cold all the time. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, Fuck it. I got we lost Bill again. I'm still a goat. Dude, oh, there. Yeah. sorry. Internet, you Yeah, have. like, Jesus Christ. I know. It's not working good right now. I got to see. I think you have, it, it worked fine. 
Yeah, because you know, yeah, now you're on a delay. I'll shut up because I'm on a delay again. I'm sorry. No, that's no, all good. But uh, no, I think part of it is he might want to challenge, and because no matter what he does there, he's still the goat. He can go one in fifteen, and it's like he's still the goat. It's just. I think I think it's like anyone, you know. It's like you could you could you could have this the comparison of, uh, you know, why do people change jobs sometimes? You know, I mean, they're making good money. They don't dislike yeah, anyone they work yeah, with, but they just you know? they just need nope. a, they just need they nope. do, they need to feel challenged again, and they need to, you know, they need they need to shake something up. They're, they feel like. Uh, they're in a rut, they're in a hole, and they need to they need to grow out, uh, somewhere else. You know, I mean, it could be just as simple as that. You know, part um, of part of me wants to think that, and this is terrible to say, but part of me makes this sound makes me feel like this was a money thing. Because, well, I think part of it too is, I think it's a little insulting because they said basically. Oh my God! Get this guy a real modem. Is it really? Yeah, maybe it's your, maybe it's your modem. No, Bill. <laughs> None of us are having this problem. Bill, you gotta get, put the hamster back on the wheel. Usually, this is the five G network. This is the illegal Huawei or the China one uh, <laughs> um, thing. No, um, yeah, no. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought because John's making fun of me. <laughs> well, then I think this is a good time to switch gears to the beloved Eagles. Um, you know, with Tom Brady e- eating up a lot of the, a lot of the headlines and it being, you know, the, one of the, uh, with the big moves in free agency, we can't ignore some of the moves that our, our birds have, have made recently. Now the last episode, you know, we spoke briefly about the Hargrave signing, but since then, you know, a couple other, uh, key moves have, have been made some, uh, some notable additions and also some, uh, much notable uh, subtractions to this team. Um, and, you know, just like the, the TB12 conversation that we just had, you know, this could be another apples to oranges type of discussion um, in the notion of, you know, have the Eagles made the right decisions in some of these cases? Um, you know, they, they signed uh, earlier, what was it, uh, earlier today, they, they locked up uh, veteran cornerback Darius Slay or how, how, how he will be uh, known in the local Philadelphia area as Slayer. Uh, <laughs> yep. Jersey sales a, will definitely spike there, I think. With, I'm uh, getting a Slayer jersey. Yeah, we're, I think all of us are going to get a Slayer jersey, absolutely. Um, but, but, no, that's a good question. But there's, a, there's an apples-oranges situation there. I mean, how do you view that signing? Is it, you know, the Eagles taking a, taking a chance on uh, an uh, an an aging cornerback uh, that maybe only has one to two years left uh, in the tank, or you know, is this what the what the defense needed? A, a little shot in the arm of uh, some veteran leadership by a uh, a Pro Bowl cornerback uh, to help coach up some of the other uh, talent we have in our secondary. So guys, Slay. if you care to uh, weigh in and. Uh, he is an elite player. So it looks, like Jesse, it looks like Jesse's in camp. Rap, it's a rap. He's elite. He, he's a he's a he's a really 
he's a really good corner. Other than his name being elite. We we finally have the shutdown corner that we have needed since Asante Samuel. Probably Asante Samuel. Let's he's, just hope it's not a swing and a miss like it was for Maxwell and Namdi and all those other high priced free. Yeah, but the, the, the difference is this guy's got the stats that go with it. He's only given up two 50-yard receptions in his entire career of yeah. 6,000 passes. It's happened twice to him in his rookie I like year. I like him. No, I, and I saw a stat that, like, Amari Cooper's had some of his worst games in his career against, like, yeah, career. He, he gave up last year. He gave up on a bad, bad Lions team. He gave up three touchdowns the entire year. And, and last year, he had, the only thing last year, he had hamstring issues, but I'm hoping that was because him and Patricia hated each other. Yeah, I, I think this dude's an elite. He's probably like a top five corner in the league. And 140, 104 really passes defensed in his seven seasons, most in the NFL. 13 and, interceptions in the last three seasons. And only one other player has more in the NFL. And you know what? He probably kind of th- is viewing this as part of a, a quasi-homecoming because, you know, Jim Schwartz is the guy who drafted him yep. in Detroit. Tell you this right now. Tell you this right now. DK Metcalf doesn't catch that 50-yard touchdown in the playoff game if we have Slate covering him. That Absolutely. ball is broken up. Broken up. Like, he's a game changer. Like, this has got me rejuvenated for this, the Birds team again. That Like, this is such a big piece to have that literally now when we play the Falcons or we play the Browns, whoever your best guy is, Slate is going to follow him all over the field. It's just you that know, Bill, You know, Bill, t- you know, I'll go one further to your point. I don't think the ball's even thrown. You're right. Like, know he's that he's up. there. Like, that's the thing, too. He's a deterrent. So now you have, you know, like the check downs. And this really, really has me, you know, like distributed to the sense that we're going to have a D line that's going to just be mashing O lines. And then we have, we're going to have a corner that can shut down your, at least attempt to shut down your best receiver. So now you got to figure out how to, you know, how to, how to move the ball against us. And, a linebacker would be nice. <laughs> Somebody who can tackle. I mean, yep. still, I'm not trying to say it's a done deal, John. But I'm just. But I think, you know, this is lining up for. I don't want to jinx it. That maybe Howie takes pulls the trigger on Jefferson, or you know, if Rugs falls, that we're gonna get that receiver we need. And I don't know, like the, the you know, it's early. The Cowboys are good, and you know, you never know with Washington. Rivera's a good coach, but. This really should be our division. Like, I feel like we're setting up to, like, like we have to be the preseason favorites, like, at this point. Even with holes in the lineup. Like, with Carson's ready to, you know, beat Carson, I think last year those last four games showed that, like, he can ready, he can, he can sack up again and just get him some toys, Howie. Get him some weapons. Like, you know, I don't know. I think this is... It's a good signing. There's a couple guys still out there that, you know, I think we should look at. I still, I still like Melvin Gordon if you can afford him. I think he's the kind of perfect kind of player for this offense. A guy you can give a lot of carries to, but you don't have to feed him. Having my, I, I just don't trust Miles being the feature back man. I feel like he's just, he, he gets hurt a lot already. But I don't know. It's only one year, you know, he, and he didn't miss time time. And he's elite man. That Buffalo game, that run when he busted that 80 yard run. That was so pretty to watch. Just him getting to, I mean, Buffalo's a no-joke defense, and he just fucking took it to the house. And, I mean, Poyer, Poyer couldn't catch him. So, 
No. So, uh, so before we get to uh, potential free agent moves, uh, future free agent moves, I want to stick on what, what we've already currently done. So we've are, with a big addition to our secondary with Slay, uh, we had to yet we had to then say goodbye to um, Malcolm Jenkins, um, which every a lot of people were not very happy with. Um, so, guys, your 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 viewpoints on uh, you know what what this means for uh, this team, um, not only on the field but at, you know off the field as well, because Jenkins was such a such an anchor for our locker room in so many different ways. Um, so how do they make up uh, and, and, and fill that hole and fill those shoes that, uh, that was once, you know, filled by Jenkins? When you, when you sort of look at the contract that he got from the Saints, it kind of is a little puzzling because I think it's only a couple million more than what he was actually rumored to want. So I wonder, and this is part of me, you know, with my Carson hat on, if this is kind of an homage to give Carson a locker room as opposed to having it be sort of like Malcolm's locker room. It's a very good point, John. Yeah, because as of right now, I don't think it was Carson's locker room. And I and I think that the we, we certainly could have paid him, but again, when Howie says he wants to get younger, giving a 34, four-year-old, 35-year-old guy, you know, the kind of money he was looking for, $14, $16 million a year, that was like a no-brainer to be like, you know what? You did, you helped us. We appreciate it. Now, you know, we didn't trade you to some shithole team. You know, they kind of did the Nick Foles thing and said, shook your hand and said, it was nice nice having you here. I agree <laughs> because they could have signed them, uh, opted for that last year, and then traded them. Like, they could have, you know, they could have, yeah. Totally screwed them. They could have been like, hey, man, hope you like playing in Detroit because you're part of the Sladium now, you know. Yeah. You know Enjoy Cincinnati. Of- exactly. Like, they could have, you just, know. That- sorry, Paul. No, 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 you're right. I'm sorry. I'll let you finish. That's a, that's a point I didn't think of until you just said it, but that's something I, 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 would, I would concur with strongly. I think it hurts, like I said in our text thread earlier, that – he went to the saints. Like if he went to the Browns, I wouldn't have been as emotionally sort of upset about it. But the fact that he went to the saints, I was kind of like, Oh, it's like, you know, like I said, one thing soon as soon as he signed there, Sean Payton said that was one thing that has made him lose sleep in his career is letting Malcolm walk like that. Like he regrets that decision. He said like all the time, like he, and, and, but the reality is though too, it's yes, he's a team leader, but he's also like a. He'll come back. Today, Junior. <laughs> Bill's oh, internet but... connection has the corona. Oh my God. And it might. I well, I got too much heat over here. No, I think I, but I'll, I'll be quick. Hopefully, I don't get cut off. You just have uh, to be fast. You got to get it in, Bill. You got to be fast. Just what she said. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, no, I think I, I I think he's lost a step. I don't think he's as good as he was two, three years ago. I think if he was, we wouldn't let him walk, obviously. But last year, I don't think I said his name. Really saw his name. He didn't. I mean, he made some plays. He, showed, he gave us flashes. I one hundred percent disagree with that statement. I disagree with you one hundred percent. He oh, literally. Out of your mind. 
I he couldn't guard, guard anybody in the slot. That's why we he had to play Sydney. 9,000 snaps. 9,000. Yeah, he, he played, but what? But how many interceptions? Yeah, but he wasn't effective. He wasn't effective for all those snaps. Well, no, he, he didn't play shitty. Like I don't think he's not a, like a top type, like a top safety. But he wants to be paid like a top two, three safety, and I don't think he is. I still think he's a top five safety, and that's what the Saints paid him as. And if you tell me I could have Slay or Jenkins, it's Slay all day. It's at this point because we need a cornerback. A safety's easier spot to fill than corner. You know that. You will. You will. Time will tell with that because. It's not like Jalen Mills play, is playing safety and you're like, oh, man, I've seen him play safety before. He's really good. He played at LSU. He was a safety. That's his natural position. Okay. Well, this is not college. No, but it's his natural position. And now he can come down and guard the slot when he needs to. And let, we know when, def- when the offense is like, can hurry up and whatnot, and they go, or they go three receiver set so he can be on the field like with the nickel package. Like, no, I agree. I, like, I don't think it's like a slam dunk. But I, Jesse uh, Lorenz would say – as Jesse Lorenz would say, let's let's hope Howie's right. We we kept McLeod, which is good for veteran leadership. I think that was a good keep. McLeod, I you know I think he played okay. And then you know I'm sure we'll pick up somebody you know in free agency. I'm sure we'll draft somebody. I've seen our name linked a couple of times. Do do a little digging if you want to look into him. Antonio Winfield from Minnesota, the strong safety. Uh, Apparently, we like he's somebody that we got our eyes on in a round two or three pick situation. Probably won't be able to get him in round three now because we gave away our 83rd pick, but we still have our 105th pick. Um, but no, I mean, it's I think I think free safety in Jim Schwartz's defense is like a linebacker to him. It's kind of a cleanup duty. He values D line and cornerbacks. Like up the middle to him should just. Just tackle when guys get in front of you. Like, yep. let the D-line create havoc. Our corners will cover. You guys just make tackles. And Malcolm did that. But, you know, if it, 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 he did it well. Like, and that's the other thing, too. It's, he, he, like, he does things so well, you, like, you get numb to how good he is. And, and I will give you – and I will say that. You're right. Like, he's just after all the time. You're like, oh, he does Malcolm. But I just don't feel he had that same, like, Malcolm, Malcolm like, you know – like like you know Brian Dawkins field, but he was a, a he's, uh, I miss him already. he's an all time great eagle. He he for, is. He's never gonna fill. No one's ever gonna fill the Brian Dawkins shoes. But I'll tell you what, he, he did books. one hell of a job. One he, hell of a job. He is no. He's he's like the the best defender defender we've had since Brian Dawkins, hands down. They're gonna bring him and Jason Peters back in like two two seasons from now or whenever it's gonna be. And they're going to be enshrined in the Eagles Hall of Fame. So, are we going to sign Peters to like a veteran minimum if nobody picks him up? You think? No. Is he gone with us? Like, did he do a farewell letter to the why, city? Why bring him back? Andre Dillard's going to be your guy. Well, I'm saying as a backup. They're like, if you'd be willing to be yeah, a backup, I want to be a backup. Well, he's not signed. Nobody signed him yet. Okay. Well, maybe he's waiting to them for the market to kind of dwindle. No, he might. Injuries happen. You know, it's tough for injuries to happen though when there's no training camp. So. I'll tell you one thing. Looking at the free agents that are still out there, man, there ain't fucking shit for linebackers. No, no, there was like two. Kennard, uh, Devin Kennard from Arizona, like no, didn't Kennard get signed? Yeah, he, he, got, he got signed. Okay, he got signed by Arizona. It's, it's so did NASA. That's weird because on in Spotrac, 
those two. Um, yeah, Fowler's the only one. Manikiewicz got signed. There's like not a lot of other guys out there, which is scary. Ogletree would be an interesting one from he he was he was good. The Eagles, the Eagles current linebacking core is Nathan Gary, yep. Alex Singleton, EJ Edwards, yeah. Duke Edwards, Duke Riley. And Rick Lovato. What a name, Duke Riley. Rick Lovato is a long snapper. He's a linebacker, technically. He's a, technically a linebacker. So maybe, I mean, again, maybe that's something they're going to, they'll probably look at that in the draft. That, that's an obvious one. The, um, the big problem with the draft, though, is that at this point that, that people are talking about is, at this point, this isn't going to end anytime soon. So while the season might start on time, OTAs probably aren't going to be a thing. So certain certain positions, like they said, yes, this this could be like a historic wide receiver class, but they've also said wide receiver typically it's the it's the biggest jump from the college to the pros with the route tree and how what you have to do to beat a defender and the the schemes that they're going to fl- throw at you with with linebackers and safeties and and the D backs. Now, now these guys don't get any OTAs. They're not going to get any of that stuff. Yeah. So they're going to have to basically go right to camp. That's, and, that's, another, that's another great point. But, wow. I mean, that doesn't mean that if one of those top guys falls to you that you don't take them. Right. But, I mean, and, at this point, Well, this extended schedule could be a more of a blessing than a curse. Uh, it's one extra yeah. week to... Kick the rust off the off. I mean, now well, yeah. they probably don't draft a corner in the first round anymore. Now, oh, absolutely not. So unless one falls to them. So well, unless one falls to them, but I still think safety's going to fall to them. I mean, it is because reading about the linebackers a little bit. I was reading an SI article. That's what I wanted to find. The Eagles are apparently Schwartz is very high on Nate Gary. Very high, and he says T.J. Edwards and Duke Riley are like his favorite linebackers on the team. Schwartz, those are his guys. He plans to have them fill in for Grugier Hill and Bradham, and that they maybe would draft one. But Gary Edwards and Riley are the three he likes. And it says here we played eighty percent of the time last year with three type three safeties, only one linebacker on the field with Bradham. Yeah, like three quarters. Of- so he doesn't really have linebackers. How many corners we have right now on the roster? We have like, what do we have, six, seven, eight corners on the roster? So maybe we do have safety, Jesse. We got, got Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas, Mills, which will move to safety. Avante Maddox, who played safety last year, I guess he's going to move to corner. Craven, and then we have Marcus Epps, Rudy Ford, Craig James, and Trevor Williams. Some of those guys obviously would be a practice squad or cut, but they like Craig James, I think. I they got they got an investment in Sidney Jones. They're probably going to see what they can do with him. They like Rasul. Man, that's huge. If he can even be like an adequate dime corner, like slot corner, like if he could, like he made, he made that play in the Dallas game. I mean, it's only one play, but that's a big play. He tipped up on the end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only a two-year deal, too, so. You got to think long term with him. Who? 
McLeod's only a two-year deal. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, and and I and I think it's guaranteed pretty much for this year. I think I think they can cut him next year if they want, basically. <laughs> so yeah, no, you're right. I think if Del fits there, Jesse, you could be right, man. Like they might they might feel that. Oh God, oh, what if we resign out uh, Nelson too? Oh God. It might happen. Safety's still out there, though, in free agency. Carl Joseph just signed with the Browns. Um, um, isn't Haha still available? Yes, he's out there still. So, and, and Demarius Randall is, too. He's a I safety. Wait, I was waiting for an Alabama guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he's, he's a world beater by any stretch of the imagination, but, I mean, wouldn't you rather have him on the roster right now for depth over... Yeah. I, mean, I just read a bunch of guys we have. And and what if receiver? What if they're big on that? What if, like what if they feel JJ uh, saying Dennis is going to come back this year? Yeah, but, I'm I'm sure that'll happen, Bill. Um, but, just to, but that's the thing. Like we, you know, we dislike him for what he played last year. You know, we sort of felt the same way about Aguilar after his second year. You know, bingo. so but so like. You got to think like they already they took a flyer on him in the second round like they're gonna keep him he's not getting he's not getting cut so he's definitely gonna play. Yeah, I um, think it's a matter John, of the the difference with Aguilar was he was frustrating because he would run around and drop the ball. Mm-hmm. The problem with with Sega is he can't run routes. And then on top of it, he can't catch the football. So, like, the two things that you're asked of a wide receiver to do, he struggles with both of them. Let's hope he's working this offseason. Like, remember the, what was it, one of the last games? He runs into Goddard on a, on a, on a route, and thank God Goddard, because it wasn't on, like, a fourth down that Goddard still catches the ball. It was. Yeah, it was. Like, I think it was. But, he, but again, again, remember where they drafted him. He's, this isn't a fourth, fifth round pick. This is your second round pick. Yep. There's a lot of, um, va- I don't want to say value, but they're, they're when the Eagles are second round pick, they keep their second round pick. And yeah, no, he'll have every shot to succeed with this team. Like he's going to get a shot. He'll have John, a shot. Yes, if sir. He struggles again this year. Yeah, then he's done. Then and he's looks done. just as lost. I don't speech. think he will. I don't. I don't. I hope, John. I absolutely hope you are right. If Jesse, if he's good, you got to get out a JJ jersey. If he's enough to have like twelve touchdowns, well, have like a thousand yards and twelve touchdowns this year from your boy Carson, you got to get you got you got to JJ it up. That's well, that's never going to happen. He's never going to become a good wide receiver. A thousand yards and twelve touchdowns. That's the barometer. If he has like an Alshon year. JJ, comeback player of the year. Maybe his head, you know, maybe he's not as smart as everyone thought he was, or you know, I don't, I don't know the guy, but you know, maybe there was he's got a little bit of the yips, and he's gonna he's gonna work work through it. I mean, that's the only thing you can hope for. But you know, when we say guys like fucking Derek Barnett stink and they're gonna get rid of him, they're not gonna get rid of him. You know what I mean? It's like this isn't a Marcus Smith situation yet. You know what I mean? This isn't Danny Watkins. This is a wide receiver that. Was pretty good in college, had pretty good stats in college, from what I understand, and got on the field this year in emergency situations and didn't play great. He didn't and play I think great. that that 
to all, I think that's where <clears throat> the point I was I was trying to um, think of, John, is that look at what happened to our wide receiver core this year. I mean, it was riddled with injury. You had Djak, who was you know supposed to come back and and be a big X factor for us. He went down early, yeah. and you had Alshon Jeffrey playing hurt, you know, all Super Bowl season long. Played hurt in the Super Bowl, never got right. Still expected to to play, and you know was in and out of the lineup. So I think they, you know, I don't think they were expecting to give Sega all the snaps that he saw this year, but he had to go out there because they had no other choice. You're 100% I mean, correct. And yeah. I think, you know, I think in the NFL, I mean, unlike some other professional sports where, you know, you see rookies that are just turnkey in certain situ- in certain situations and in certain leagues on certain teams, the NFL, I think more than any other sport, you know, sometimes rookies need time to develop at least a season, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Maybe if he was a fourth or fifth round pick, yeah, he might need two seasons with the playbook and, you know, uh, second team uh, snaps and then first team snaps until he's comfortable, gets his confidence up. But like you said, you're talking about a second round draft pick, you know, at least he needs probably at least one solid season of development um, and, you know, maybe or maybe even half a season. And maybe, you know, when we have a playoff run or on the second half of the season, we we see him go out there and it's a different story. So I remain optimistic with him. Um, I, you know, I, I hope that it was like you were saying, the case of the Ips, uh, the case of him, you know, being rushed out there because they had no other option. I mean, they were one wide receiver away from from uh, McLeod going out there and running routes. Um, so. You know, let's just hope that that's what it was, and he has a bounce back year. He well, might we, be a a, a, a full time uh, special teams guy, like well, Mac Collins. You know. Well, I mean, the one good thing is it looks like we we the, our new wide receiver coach, everybody that's ever worked with him says he's incredible and he's really been able to help guys grow. Mm-hmm. The the worry I have with the Arthega Whiteside thing is that. Okay, they missed on the guy. His stats were pretty good. Some of his stats were better than DK's. Some of DK's stats were better than his. I I would have I would have gone with one of the athletic freaks in that draft that are all having better careers than him at this point. But that's water under the bridge. To me, the problem is this you guy can't didn't pick the future, man. I I understand, but let me. Uh, so this guy was a second round pick. He didn't go to like Middle Tennessee State. Or, or, you know, some D2 school. He was at one of the biggest Pac-12... Now, granted, I think the pac is a joke. He was at one of the more prestigious Pac-12 programs. And for whatever reason, be it the yips, or if it was in his own head that all the other guys that were drafted behind him are doing better than him, or whatever, he wasn't able to, within himself, be like... Yo, I wasn't supposed to play. This is my opportunity now. These guys are down. This is my chance to shine. That's my worry, that this guy doesn't have that dog in him that he's like, this is my spot now. They're never getting it back. Like, and you could totally be right, Jesse. I mean, like, 
dude can't run rounds. I just hope that I just hope that it's I just hope that it's not that. I just hope that it's something fixable. Um, you know, for the sake of the Eagles. I mean times. Yeah. What's that, John? He got targeted twenty two times last year. Twenty. Yeah. And like I saw some film breakdown, I wish I would have saved it, that was like you want to know why he's not getting thrown to? Because he's running the wrong rounds. DK Metcalf was targeted a hundred times. Yes. Okay. Because DK Metcalf was running the proper rounds. If you're the quarterback, you're not going to throw to the guy that you don't know where he's going to be. You're going to throw to the guy that's putting in the work. And he's like, if I throw the ball there, he's going to fucking be there and catch the ball. That's that's the big thing. Like, yeah, DK was targeted more because he's a better player and he was catching the football. DK was running the routes that was asked of him. This guy can't even run routes that was asked of him. This guy was on the bench over Collins, a guy that was put on the starting roster because, I quote, he blocks well. Jesse's rage is breaking his internet connection. So, so remember, again... We had a stacked receiving core going into this season. We had Alshon Jeffrey. We added Deshaun Jackson. We have our two stud tight ends. We had Nelson Aguilar still. And we took this guy in the second round. Okay? DK Metcalf gets drafted. And what is their receiving core over there in Seattle? Matt, would you like to tell us? Tyler Lockett. Who else? Jerron Brown. Who else? Uh, you don't know. Those are the only two names. Jacob Hollister was their tight end. See what I'm saying, though? Like, a much, we had a much stacked receiving core. This guy doesn't get a lot of snaps. Like, exactly what Matt said. Injuries happen. He gets thrown in there. And maybe he's not ready for it. Shit happens. DK Metcalf, freak of nature. You know, going to get targeted more because they don't have any other wide receivers. He played a better year than him, but I, I, I how he wanted him. That was, that was supposedly how his guy and Joe Douglas vetoed it for Ortega. That was that's rumblings that that, yep. that that would have made Jesse love him more. That would have made <laughs> Jesse love him. Yeah, no, and 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 Bill's right. There were rumblings that that Ortega is not how he's guy. That it was. Because that was one of the quotes that Howie put out, like, well, you know, at one point we were looking on certain stats and we really need to start going on more what your actual abilities are and what your talents are and what you can do and not the stats you put up in college. Yeah. No. Because in college, 95% of the athletes you play in football don't play in the NFL. Yeah. Just simple. So it's like – yeah, it's good to have big numbers, and that's what scares me a little bit about Justin Jefferson and from LSU, the receiver that we're linked to a lot in a lot of mocks, is everyone saying, oh, he had 18 touchdowns. It's like, yeah, but Joe Burrows had a crazy year. He was on a stacked offense where you couldn't double-team anybody. So it's like, what happens when he's in an NFL game? Like, But the difference is between the Pac-12 and the SEC. No, it's competition level. The SEC plays big boy football. No, they do, but it's also – I feel the defenses get a little too much credit. Like, there's better individual players, I will say yes. But I still see Georgia 
Florida 47-40. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they you, put up you see them every once in a while, but a Pac-12 team couldn't come up to the NFL and beat an NFL team. LSU or Alabama could come up and whoop the shit out of some of these NFL teams. I would disagree with that wholeheartedly. I don't think any NFL team would lose, but I know what you're saying. They're on a def- I would agree the SEC is still a top-tier conference. It's, 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 it produces the best athletes. It's just the best football. But I feel like there are a lot of shootouts down there. And, like, I didn't see Jesperson's stat line, but he could easily have had three touchdowns in, like, back-to-back games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that's, like, like that's where I get worried about guys that, like, well, oh, well, he had 18 touchdowns. It's like, yeah, it's a lot of touchdowns, but it's college. And, you know, it's... The, the, my fear for him isn't so much that. It's he was a slot receiver in college. Yeah, see, that's the other thing, too. And he's, like, he's a big dude. He's, like, six-something, isn't he? He's, like... Yeah. The outside. I mean, he's pretty quick, but he was playing in the slot, so he was never up against the elite. Yeah, like to shut down corners of the. Yeah, exactly. So, it, I I still think yeah, if they advance is a crapshoot, and, and 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 you know, and that's not going to change. But it's like obviously you, you try to make educated guesses, but uh, I I I I still wouldn't be shocked if they do something dumb and try to get trade up to get rugs. No, I, I, I mean that's what Mikey missed. I, I randomly I was flipping through and, and it landed on him, and he said it. He's like, I. He said he, he, he asked people to tell him that don't be shocked if Howie trades up for the receiver he wants. Like there's somebody Howie wants, and if he can get him, he's gonna go get him. And is that Lamb? Is that Judy? Is it Rugs? We shall see. We shall see. Hey, I wanted to. Uh... Just give a quick shout out to the uh, to the 49ers for committing a half a million dollars to support uh, workforce and um, vulnerable uh, populations in their community during this uh, during this time. Um, You know, it's uh, good to see um, some, uh, you know, class act organizations step up in this uh, in this time of need. And I hope that others um, consider to follow suit. Um, during this time, it just I it just came across on my Twitter feed their letter and what they what they decided to do for their community. Um, and I also you know shout out to I think John you were talking about Devin Booker, um, you know donating uh, you know funds and uh, his own money to uh, to to support uh, people in need right now uh, during this pandemic. So I think it's a really good thing to see. But part of me also is just like. Half a million dollars or a multi-billion dollar franchise. Half a million dollars, like, mean you're giving 100 bucks. It's yeah. like, yeah, you know what I mean? So like, come on, dude, write a check. Step up. Right. Write a check. Like, and that's what I like to see. A lot of these, you know, a lot of the real wealth, they write a check. You know, Jeffrey Lurie. Well, they got to worry about their cap, right? They got to worry about their cap right now in free agencies. What about, what about Bezos, Zuckerberg, all those guys? That yeah, are, no, no, I agree. All those guys, all the tight. Like at least like I think Bill Gates donated like fifty million to 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 push the effort to get the vaccine ready or something like at least like people like that, mean, like that exactly like write a real check the Titans of Industries the Elon Musk's and all those guys and like he said he would step up and manufacture uh, ventilators if need be because because they did the, the, that's like one of the big fears now too is that we're gonna run short on ventilators when people get this. And it's going to be like pretty much GM's going to start making the potentially Ford might. Elon Musk said he would do it and stuff. So it's like 
that's what we need. Like, this is like basically entering like a wartime feel. I mean, there's a war against the virus basically to where it's like those who have have to give back. Like, you well, just it's, have war, it's been wartime deaths. I mean, what was what was the death? I mean, four, over 400 people died in, in overseas in the matter of like 24 hours. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like that's wartime stats. That's not that's real shit. And it doesn't make it. I, I talked with this about, with Becca tonight and about Italy. Like, apparently their population is like there are a lot of elderly people. Mm-hmm. And, and they all smoke. People to retire. And they all smoke over there. So like, not that that makes it any better, but I mean, the the scary part now is that you're reading like people our age are getting it and like are on ventilators and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. There was a a a, a guy. Uh, just died in California. He was 32. He went so to Disney, went to Disney World. World, though. Yeah, he he was at Disney World. He was 30. About him, he was like a cancer survivor, though. So. No, dude, he he had like bronchitis when he was a kid or something, yeah. and dead. 32. Was in the hospital for like two days, dead. Great. And it, I mean, I like to think that like, just like anything else, I mean, I think like stress levels. Uh, you know, could play a role into it. You know, I mean, obviously it's not scientifically proven. None of this stuff is, that's the thing. None of this shit has been proven yet because it's all happening in real time and we're, we have nothing to do but to react and, and try to react quickly to, 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 to figure, to figure this out um, as the, you know, as the pandemic and the, and the, um, and the numbers just escalate overnight um and and by the hour actually so you know but like you have to think like you know stress plays a role in a lot of things with our health and a lot of underlying things with our health so you know it's just one of those it's one of those things that you know you can't help but think about you know it's it just gets you wondering you know to your point like how can a guy 32 super healthy dude all of a sudden just drop dead just as well, just as much as a, a 65, 70 year old person, you know, it's just, uh, there's just no, there's no way to wrap your head around it yet. You know, that's, that's the stressful part about it. You think you, you, you think like, Oh, well, we're young, we're healthy, you know, but if this shit is like as bad as everyone's saying is even for people our age, like, fuck, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm just trying to keep my PMA up, you know, a and positive mental attitude go if, a long way with a lot of things. It, and I think, uh, I think, um, I think, you know, people just need to feed off each other in a positive way. So. Amen to that brother. I mean, they, the, the one thing I was like, one of those, like 20% of the cases, it ends up in your lungs. And then like 20% of those, it gets fairly severe. And then like, 10% of that, like you're dead. It, it's basically like if it ends up in your lungs, you're on a ventilator and you might maybe not leave the hospital. Like, right. There's no coming back from it. Right. And it's, it's happening to people in their thirties and that's, it's scary. And the fact that you could be infected, we, some, one of us could have been infected a week ago and still not know is like, it's wild. Yep. It's pretty wild times, man. 2020's been a one bitch. big kick in the dick after another. Yeah, like um, MLS just sent the email out today that they're moving their league back another month. 
Yep. So that won't start till the earliest May 10th. So I'm I'm assuming that baseball's probably going to be releasing something fairly soon too. So what do you got to think? I think end of the month they're kind of going to reassess. Everyone is going to reassess the world, the, and we're going to be like, okay, now what? Well, we have to get the we have to be like what South Korea is, where for like a couple days straight you have cases being reported going down and once you get that that probably means that you're on the downhill you're on the downhill curve yeah the the problem is we're still in the because people are fucking idiots we're still in the it's doubling every day phase oh yeah oh you mean um by fucking idiots you mean like those there's paste eaters out there in Florida yeah. part, partying on the beach. Every one of those fucking kids should not get on a fucking ventilator. Nope. They should get no medical treatment. Back of the line, asshole. Well, not even that. I think that they should just they should just keep them where they are. They shouldn't even be allowed to to wander back into society where we're trying to do the right thing. And try to and try to subside this thing, you know. If you want to be ignorant to this, then you know what you keep your ignorance and all that shit down where you are, and we'll see where that gets you. We'll we'll send a cruise ship down and put you all in it. Yeah. <laughs> now they could just stay in their motel sixes or wherever the hell they are down there, and and you know what, you keep partying. We'll see how we'll we'll see where that where that gets you. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, but before we wrap this up, I want to uh, I want to end on a I want to end on a high note. And uh, so, does anyone have a, a a good piece of positivity to 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 round this episode off with? We kind of we could, we're kind of riding high there with all the draft talk and everything and the free agency, and then we kind of scoop back down into the coronavirus uh, uh, pitfall. I I'll tell you what. The, the godsend here really has been NFL free agency. Yeah. Because without it, yep. we really would have no sports. Yep. We would have nothing. We would be oh, watching shit. that. We, we don't even have a bracket. We would know? be watching that fucking marble thing that everyone keeps posting about and betting on. That marble race. Yeah. Marble race. I don't have know you, about you that. seen the marble? Oh, dude, it's awesome. Just Google marble races. All right. People are betting on that shit. Bill's probably doing it right now. Yeah, and you can bet on like the, sixty bucks. What you can bet doing? on like the weather. Yeah, I've seen that. You can uh, you can bet on Jeopardy. You can bet on there's uh there was up until Monday there was soccer in Argentina and Colombia. Hey uh, Bill, I think I found a, a Where in the World is Carmen San Diego episode for you. I'll shoot you over that link. That's the way we want to end it. <laughs> your favorite TV show from the 90s if you had to pick one what would it be fellas oh from the 90s yeah, yeah. No. I don't want to ask I don't want to say like one TV show from the 90s that you'd want to bring back because you know how when they bring something back it just it's not the same the nostalgia is not there and it's always just like kind of like a half ass you know, attempt at, you know, bringing something back and hoping that it's 
as good as it once was, but like just your favorite nineties, you know, television show from your childhood. Save by the bell for me. Say by the bell. Yes, sir. Okay. Bill. Mm, All right. Jesse, I didn't, I didn't watch a ton of like in the nineties. I was, you had to pick one. Like I was really watching like, Cops. I mean, you tell me you're watching cops. cops. No, no. Um, Would X Files count? I loved X Files. Oh, X Files, yeah. yeah probably like, X Files. I loved X Files. Watched that as a child. Well, I mean, I was like 12, 13, 12, 13. Child, yeah, child would be like John. Like I mean, a child. Would, I mean, when I was a child. I, I'd got to go back into the 80s. Yeah, Perfect like strangers. if you're going 80s, yeah, I completely different answers. All right, yeah. they go for it. 80s, it'd probably be 18. A-team? See, no, I, I, I got, like, He-Man and Knight Rider. Like, those are my two. It's funny you bring this segment up because I was going to say it earlier in the show, and this is going to poo-poo it. <laughs> but I caught some of, because ESPN, you know, a lot of radio stations are changing up their lineups. And ESPN has... Nina Kimes have a show. What is it? I'm, you cut out again, Bill. Uh, um, Tedra, Tedra. Sarah Spain and Nina Hines. Uh, those two chicks on uh, uh, ESPN. They have a show. Yeah. It was so terrible content today. They started talking about like their favorite theme songs from 80s TV shows. And I was like, going to text you guys. So I don't ever want to get to the point where we, where we have to talk about what our favorite theme song is or show. And sure as fucking shit, the same day. We bring up a segment. We're just trying what? to end on a high note, you know? No, instead of, so instead of talking note. about how many people have died in Italy. Get the money know? behind Jesse right now. I see Amanda. I see we see Amanda. Amanda! Oh. We got a cameo. We got a fifth, we got a fifth member. She's ready to have a hot take. <laughs> she wanted to chirp in. All right, so, so okay, so Jesse, you're more in the 80s realm. I mean, if I had to pick 80s, I would be a Knight Rider slash He-Man type, you know, that was like my shit back then. 18. Um, I mean, 90s, I think I'd, the first one that pops up in my head is, is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I think that that would be the one that I'd, I would go go to. I mean, there's so many good ones. There's so many good ones, but that's like when I think of 90s television, like that's, I think that that would be the one for me. Just, just too many. I, I think, I think it's a tough way to end it because, because it, it's gonna be a crazy conversation. Because there's so many, so many shows that like just. All right, um, Bill. Bill's got a week to fucking think about his show. Then. <laughs> Not a week. We're gonna record tomorrow. Right? <laughs> now we're gonna, gonna record set. tomorrow night. We got. I think we. Four hours. I don't know why we just don't record every night. I mean, what the hell? Are we also gonna do? If we're exactly. locked I say we record as much as much as we can. I mean, our listeners need it. You know, in, 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 in these trying times, you know, of quarantine, I what's know better people, than the sweet sounds of forfeit podcast? <laughs> Listen, you know, it, it's our job to bring the heat, you know, we, and we will to our listeners. We promise we're going to vow not, not to have stale content, you know, it, it, being a sports show primarily, we're a little tough right now, you know, we're going to. Have to get a little creative. Well, we're primarily a sports show because there's certain people on the show, I guess, that you know, every time we try to go off the sports content and derail, it's like, oh, well, 
I hope I thought we'd never talk about this. This is this is terrible. That's so. I'll tell you what, it's the best we we do the best John voice in the world. Oh, no, no, no. That's not me. That's the that's the John voice. Well, I mean Oh, is that a shot of me? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh yeah, Matt. Matt, was that John voice? No, that was that, that was, was that was someone that was, that was someone else. Me? Jesse no, John. John had a TV show, Bill. He answered it. Oh. Yeah, he was the first one. No, who were you talking? Who were you throwing shade at that when we come up with stuff that isn't uh, sports? They're kind of like, oh. It's Bill. Oh, all right. Percent Bill. Sorry, Jesse. A thousand percent. Right? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Bill. Wait, me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. You're, you just you weak. just shit all over you just shit all over our 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 80s television, but you yet you bring zero content to it. John, Oof. I, no, John. I perfect stranger. First of all, <laughs> yes. All right, here we go. Now now he's gonna give us 15 shows. No, I didn't. I said nah, he's gonna start shows. spewing them. He's not gonna stop. I commented now. that I was gonna text you guys earlier about how I thought it was shitty content they, for Stephen Hines, uh-huh. <laughs> and we tapped into it. As the funniness. Uh, actually, I know I know Bill's favorite TV show. What is it? It's GI Joe. Oh. oh, that's the '80s. Yeah. Everybody's show. Uh, he was willing to go to jail over that show. I mean, he was he was he was willing to sacrifice his freedom. <laughs> our our audience still doesn't know that story, so maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one that could day. be quarantined episode three. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, maybe one day, you know what? Maybe one day when there's no sports to talk about. Oh wait. Oh wait. Oh, wait. Here's a and here's something reality too, dudes. We could have end up having more quarantine episodes recorded than regular episodes by the time this is done. We could yeah. be on like quarantine eighty six. It's a good and point. Then, and then it's like, all right, back to the back to the studio, guys. At, at that we won't know how to operate. We won't know how to operate. <laughs> we'll be looking at each other like. Don't breathe on me, all right? Our beards, our beards will be to our belly buttons. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, these are I haven't cut my hair either. That's not going to... What? Yeah, I John, that's a bad hair. hairline, bro. You need to bick yeah. that. Yeah, well... Let it come in. Let it grow in a little bit. You can get a, you get a little something going. Nah, it's not good. No, dude, he's got a 10 head. <laughs> it's like head. it's like a big, you know what there, you know? It's a 10 head. Yeah. Wow. Well, you do that, it's better. No yeah. offense to no offense to the two of you, but uh, I hope I never get to that point where I have to experience it. Oh, thanks, thanks, Matt. Yeah. I said no offense. Man. Can't wait to put my head <laughs> there. Hey, John. No Sorry, I don't like to have your problems. <laughs> yeah, at least we can grow a beard. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm kind of. I got oh, you patches. can grow a beard, and Matt looks like he's got mange. I'm, Pat, I'm patches O'Houlihan over here. You are patchy, patchy. Oh yeah, so we should tell the listeners that none of us are going to trim beards until we are back together to as a group in person. Until the quarantine is lifted. Until the quarantine is lifted. Yep. We'll see you in 2021, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, within 18 months. I'm not going to Bill's basement until it gets sprayed with that shit they're spraying. Really. I'll spray it with something, John. Don't worry. I'll get oh, my spray. lord. Someone's we gotta check on Hank the Humble Bumble from time to time too. Make sure that he's he's doing good down there. I'll, I'll, when we when we record next time, I'll go down there and then and uh, I'll show you the drum setup too. <laughs> oh yeah. Right, hey man, you know 
roommate's got to make a living, you know. It is. Listen, uh, at least know. does he have at least does he have some drum pads on that thing? He does. He he's does. Not driving you nuts. They're so loud as shit. Like when yeah. he's going, they're loud. Yeah. They really carry. So I'm sure my neighbors love it, but tough titties. Yeah, it's all about thinking different right now to to make a buck and just you know just live in general. I know. But yeah. um. But but. And, you know, and this is how The Walking Dead started. And everyone's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And then, like, oh, look, there's zombies. Yeah. And then, yeah, the next thing you know, we're walking around with zombies as pets on chains. And <laughs> we've got governors of uh, of neighborhoods. And... <laughs> oh, man. So well, much for the high note. So much for the yeah. high note. Thanks a lot, Bill. Bill squashed that. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I poo-pooed it. But he did get he, we did get perfect strangers out of him. So I did. I said no shows. Which is a great show. Perfect I did strangers. Great show. Perfect strangers. You know, I mean, there's so many you could choose. Silver spoon, small wonder. It's like, where do you even start? I mean, it's funny you just said silver spoons because I was I was just thinking about that show. I, you know what I loved about it? He always had that the little bedroom. arcade set up in the back. That was like. I would have killed somebody for that bedroom. That was yep. great. Great little show. I don't even know what show you're talking about. Silver Spoons? Yeah. Oh, uh, well. Schroeder? Yeah. Uh, you, in your free time, John, yeah, look it up. I don't it, know. Maybe it's a weird Berlin thing, John. It yeah. probably doesn't hold up. He's caught having class. All right. <laughs> but, class. class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more convinced that John has just straight gin in that Gatorade bottle. I know the way he's been the way he's been hitting that Gatorade bottle. It's like I'd be I'd be cursing a lot more. <laughs> oh my lord! I know it's weird. Like stuff like this goes on. Like I, I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't know why. We we need to do an episode where we choose a word that if we say it, we gotta do a shot every time somebody says it, and by the end we're just gonna be wearing like no shirts and like. <laughs> that's that's good content, my friend. We should we should only do those episodes on days that you don't have to work the next day. Yeah, like Friday night episode, Saturday night episode, or if we get yeah. quarantined, well, like we get, you know, Mars Friday night. Yeah, I um, think we should record tomorrow. Personally, where else are we gonna yeah, do? Yeah. Bad ideas, possibly us. Turn into great ideas. <laughs> everybody has their. Everybody go to canals tomorrow. Load up. Canals, you can't go to these fucking stores now, man. They're locking us down, bro. It hasn't happened yet. That you're lucky. You guys have a liquor store in your in your supermarket. We don't. I was in canals today. I was just in canals a couple hours ago. Now we could wake up tomorrow morning and that'd be a different story. Was know? canals busy? Yeah. When I went by, uh, when I went, it wasn't that busy. But I think it. No, it, not it, today. But the but a couple days ago, I think Bill, you said you were you yeah, drove Monday, by, you were like you can't you can't find a parking spot. It was like one o'clock on that on Monday, and literally there must have been seventy cars in the parking lot. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. When they, it like, I think that was Sunday. like when was they like, started canceling, when they started closing schools, all the parents were like, <laughs> "Shit, I need booze. My the kids are gonna be home with me." I know the little fuckers are gonna be home with me today. <laughs> I'm a, mom, mommy's having some apple juice too. Well, mommy's putting a little something in her apple juice. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> a little, this is mom's person, grape juice. One more person complain about their kids at home. I'm gonna fucking strangle myself. So I don't. <laughs> do. No. Yeah, tomorrow night might be uh, pick a word and we say it, and it's go time. Sounds good to me. 
Break out that Larry Fitz, that old Larry Fitz, Jesse. No, not for shots. Going down smooth. Not for shots. Becca's got some limoncellos been hanging out there. there. So that is for shots. So I guess we're all committed to tomorrow, unless some unforeseen circumstance pops up. We're doing. We might have more. We might have more signings and trades to talk about. Exactly. Exactly. It's true. So until then, folks, be safe. Look out for one another. Be good. And uh, we'll talk to you then. And stay the fuck inside. Go, birds. Wash your hands. Everybody love everybody. Yelly.